0: Welcome back, friends, to just one more opinion. Today's topic is the 2011 superhero movie Captain America the First Avenger. The second to last MCU Phase 1 film before we revisit the awesome Avengers movie. But that's for tomorrow. For now, let's talk about Captain Rogers. Hello, guys. Just before we start, I just want to say that... Uh, Today I have my family at home because it's the weekend so I'm not going to be as loud as I usually am so as not to disturb them and yeah, I just wanted to say that before we begin, but yeah. So, this film takes us back in time to the peak of World War II and we are met by scrawny Steve Rogers, a kid from Brooklyn and what he lacks in physical strength he makes up for with pure courage. Courage, oh my god, my English sometimes. Courage, Jesus Christ, sometimes the guy, oh well. (laughs) Rogers is, simply put, a good guy. And the story of this movie is about staying a good man, not succumbing to the toxic temptation of power, but valuing whatever strength one possesses. Like the character of Abraham Erskine says, don't try to be a perfect soldier, but a good man. And this lesson, this advice, follows Steve throughout his journey in the MCU. And today we cannot picture anyone else reprising the role other than charming Chris Evans, an alumnus of the superhero genre, having portrayed Human Torch in previous Fantastic Four movies. Um, Evans brings to the table something different for a hero who is fundamentally distinct from overconfident Johnny Storm Evans gives us a humble, brave Steve Rogers a hero well before he ever got the Super Soldier Serum and you fall in love with Steve right from the start or if you like to take your time, the back alley, the back alley moment the um, I can do this all day line that's all you need to know How much character this man has his moral his code because he is a man with values determination and heart and thanks to Chris Evans we get this and so much more Um, so yeah thank you Chris for being Captain America that's what (laughs) I wanted to say (laughs) But yes, it is Abraham Hurstkin, as I mentioned, that sees the potential in Steve for what he could become. His presence in the movie in some ways is akin to Jensen in Iron Man 1, as he is also a mentor to our hero, someone who forges who they are. And his death is yet another incentive for Steve to join the war and help to stop it. Stanley Tucci gave us a brilliant performance as Dr. Erskine, with some very funny moments in there too. And I just hoped we could have spent more time with this character. And that leads me into the first problem I have with this movie, which is there are far too many characters in it. Whereas Iron Man 2 had too many plots, Captain America has too many new characters joining the MCU, most of which only for this particular movie. Okay, so we've talked about Captain America and, and Dr. Hearst Yes, We also have Red Skull, Arnim Zola, Bucky Barnes, Peggy Carter, Colonel Phillips, Howard Stark, and the Howling Commandos, another, another five or six characters. Now, that, now this is just um, a two hour movie. And it's mostly following Steve's story. The existence of these many characters creates some issues, the biggest one being an unremarkable villain in Red Skull. And I say this with a disappointment because Red Skull is probably the biggest, baddest Captain America villain. And he was on screen for a short period of time, and his motives were hollow, in my opinion, again, with them. Um, with a pursuit of more power and control, a hunger for domination. To me, those motives are not compelling enough. I enjoy being challenged by the antagonist's plans and perspectives, and in this case, I I simply wasn't, I'm afraid. Toby Jones' performance as Dr. Zola was interesting enough. He plays this peculiar character who, in the beginning, you can see Yes, some inner conflict going on, but that's never really explored any further, which is a shame. Also, if you want a pure evil organization to be on an enemy's side, look no further than Hydra, which is in this movie. Hydra is just in this movie for that, nothing more really. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV show, there is more of an exploration into Hydra and what they are and value. But here they are there to be just um, the Big Bats army. And I think some of that is a consequence of the time distribution for the characters and their arcs. Anyway, moving on to the characters who do return often in the MCU. Bucky Barnes played by Sebastian Stan and Agent Carter played by Ailey Hatwell, who actually had a two season TV show of her own, which sadly ended too soon. But I think Carter was given enough time to become an interesting, fun character, but Bucky only really started to shine after this movie, when his story developed in Winter Soldier and Civil War and so on, so we'll talk about him more in greater detail when we get to those movies. Howard Stark's addition to the film was also a pleasant surprise and something to come back to when his son butts heads with Steve. Um, in the next movie, and the rest of the MCU, actually. Um, You can see the personality similarities between Howard and Tony, which can lead us to believe that, because of that, their father and son interactions probably ended most of the times in some sort of clash, thus making Tony's memory of his dad somewhat sour. And just to finish this character's section, let me just say that Tommy Lee Jones as Colonel Phillips was a fun and funny character throughout the movie with great one-liners. But I just question how important it was to have him show up, I believe, more often than our actual main villain. Anyway, so... Great performance by Jones, and some of the comedy he brings to the film still made me laugh (laughs) all these years later. Okay, let's continue to plot and themes. As I said before, this is a story about courage. Cor, Jesus. Courage, come on. Courage. (laughs) Courage trumping brute force and perseverance being better than raw talent. And Steve Rogers is the best example of what a man with morals is Unafraid to lay down so that others can still rise up and fight and to me the best moment in the film that demonstrates this Happens with the dummy grenade And I think I don't need to say anything else about that because it does summarize quite well what Captain America is all about So after this showing of bravery he is finally chosen to receive the super soldier serum and transform from puny Rogers to BULKY STEVE And I have to give it to the special effects team, it was 2011 And they did a pretty nice job with the CGI on pre-serum Steve Rogers There were only a few moments where you could definitely tell it was just a man's head on another's body But overall, it was convincing enough and made for the reveal of actual Evans Pretty fantastic, I mean, Captain-esque Wrong franchise. Anyway. (laughs) I I make myself laugh sometimes with my stupid attempt to be a comedian. Uh, The secrets of him learning how to be huge, huge is also quite funny with him not even knowing how to run right. But then we are saddened to see he just became a dancing monkey, a propaganda prop for the army. So, poor Steve. Hopefully a chance came for him to be an actual soldier and not just acting like one and we get into the more action-packed scenes of the film. He rescues the uh, 107th Infantry Regiment and his friend Bucky after almost magically infiltrating a highly guarded Hydra base which was a bit too comical in my opinion. Um, yeah, but he, he does it and confronts Johann Schmidt, who finally reveals reveals his red, red skull, and I mean so red, gosh, it was too red. How he looks in Infinity War, the color is just much nicer, here it's too clean for me, I don't know. But the red skull esca- the red, 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 red skull escapes, so we can have some more time before the big battle, and that time is mostly spent by use of a little war montage. And to me, this montage was too montagey. I feel like we could have had some more time with one of the assaults, and then have a smaller montage showing Rogers and the Howling Commandos taking down. rest of the Hydra bases, but um, yeah, this, this just skipped through all of that, and it disappointed a bit. So then we quickly arrived at the final fight with Red Skull, but not before a great loss, with Bucky falling to his apparent death after helping secure Dr. Zola from a moving train. Of course, now we know Bucky's real fate, but at the time, Especially for the people unaware of the comics, that that was just visceral and nasty, such a fall. I could swear no one could have survived that fall, but uh, he did. And in doing so, expanded on the character arc, he started on this movie with the rest of the Captain America movies and then Infinity War and Endgame. So, yeah, Bucky Barnes apparently falls to his death. So we get an angry Captain America fighting his way through a final Hydra infrastructure to stop the Red Skull's evil plans. And we follow the two characters high up as they board the Valkyrie plane or ship, whatever you want to call it, in a futile attempt by Schmidt to bring destruction to some of America's cities. But Cap will not allow it and after Red Skull also apparently dies from touch touching the Tesseract which I forgot to mention before, I don't know how I'm sorry. Anyway, Captain America is then faced with only one option, to put the Valkyrie in the water or ice, and what a noble sacrifice this was. From such a noble man, a true hero, showing altruism like Thor did when he destroyed the Bifrost Bridge in the last movie, both heroes losing a chance to be reunited with their partners. Only this time, the separation was far more permanent as Rogers is preserved on ice for almost 70 years, missing out on so much and knowing so little of the world around him. The only thing he knew was there was work to be done because we had yet another Avenger set up with one or even two scenes, yes, with Howard Stark finding a tesseract at the bottom of the ocean, and with the last moment, plus the post credit scene, as Fury tells Rogers of an incoming danger, and we get an actual teaser trailer for The Avengers, a movie I cannot wait to watch tomorrow, because there's so much stuff to uncover there, but yeah. That was Captain America the first Avenger, so how does it fare? Well, um, I enjoy this movie quite a lot. I think it's a great origin story, even if it lacks on a good villain, and better action sequences. But I'll give it an 8 out of 10 as an MCU film. And, and the same, and the same as a normal film. It, it was just a good movie, and to me the only intra-MCU movie franchise that got better with each entry. With the introduction of Captain America to the MCU, an Avengers team is nearly formed only needing the proper incentive now and that's what we will get tomorrow my friends when we assemble for the assembly of the Avengers and talk about it in Assembling for Christmas. That's it guys, stay assembled, I mean, safe.